This is Jonathan Gilchrist. I'm just topping in here to tell you about the granddaddy of all our podcast, Chaos is Everywhere. Chaos is Everywhere is our longest running podcast at 100 episodes where we watch anything and everything that strikes our fancy. So sit back with your friends, watch a movie or a TV show, and learn about all the weird trivia and production notes that went into making that TV show and definitely get a few laughs. That's Chaos Everywhere every other Wednesday. We'll see you soon, everybody. Hey, buddy. Why, hello there. How's it going? Uh, not too, too bad. How are you doing? Sound good. Sorry about the slight delay. I was playing the uh, Halo Infinite, and I just got lost in it for a few more minutes than I should have. I don't really like your excuses. Yeah, you're not a Halo guy. I mean, I like the show. Yeah, that's fair. I, I will say um, I have to go back and play the fifth game because it's been a while since I played that game and I started this one. I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? I remember some stuff, but why is this happening right now at the very beginning? So I think I need to go back and play the fifth one to understand why the hell the sixth one started the way it did. Uh, Any whoozle. Hey, everybody, welcome to Chaos Battlefront here. I am your host, Jonathan Kilchrist, and that guy over there, if he were a man, I'd punch him right in the mouth. That's Mr. Artivice. Yeah, yeah. Get it, get it. That was not a Simpsons quote. That was me seeing the uh, thumbnail for Anchorman on the Paramount Plus app and remembering that line from the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it is a good line. So uh, today we're watching some Star Trek Voyager, Season 3, Episode 11, The Q and the Gray. So um, That's the one I have up. That's a good thing. Like, it'd be really bad if you didn't. Then we have to wait for you. And nobody wants to listen to somebody have to work oh, through. I thought it was season one, episode one. Shit. Fuck. All right. But are you with zero? Yep. All right. Then we're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Ooh, space. Some say it's the foul frontier. Nah, I don't believe them. Oh, look at that firework! Amazing, incredible, absolutely thrilling. All I can say is, wow! I what about you, Mister Vulcan? Fascinating spectacle. Yeah, Tom, why the fuck are we so close? So, she just said that only two other crews in Starfleet history have witnessed the supernova. Um, the other two are the original Enterprise and the Enterprise D. Mm. So, you can go watch the episodes where they see supernovas. Real action is always in sickbay. <laughs> 
Oh, I'll yeah, analyze you, you all night. Could you get the fuck out of here? You've been here 14 hours and it's just really <laughs> bummed everybody's. By the way, without even knowing about the episode, that was actually a very appropriate joke for this episode. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Whoa. Oh, God. I mean, those sheets do look very comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who wants Starfleet issue sheets? Don't be such a prude. Yeah, seriously. I mean, a while longer meaning by your count, about 70 years? Yeah, probably. Puerile. Yeah, that's a word that I know what it means. Oh, I mean, isn't that romantic? That's a, yeah, I mean, that's nice. I mean, it's kind of flattering. He could have made it with anybody. Yeah. I guess I'll do this stupid thing now that I really wish I hadn't ever done. Started doing? Yeah. I regret it every day. This is my beloved Star Trek theme song played by the one and only Jizz Band. Right, of course. Um, one, I want to point out that, yes, you regret doing it, but one day when we gather our audience from outside of Egypt, just think of all the people wondering if you're going to hold on to this bit throughout the entire run of both shows. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> This episode came out November 27th, 1996, and, um... Yeah, that's about all we got. You, good job, actually. You stretched out enough to get through most of the opening credits this time. Oh, excuse me. I classy, not, classy I gentleman. Wanna, yeah, I might not want to drink any more of this while we're doing this show because it makes me burp a lot. Did you get some of your energy drink you really wanted? Um, I actually bought an energy drink that I've never had before, and mm. it's really good. It's um, It's called Rise Fuel. 
it's a zero sugar energy drink, but they do like collaborations with like other sort of like drinks and stuff. So like the one that I bought is a Kool-Aid tropical punch one. And it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. You are an energy drink aficionado. I do not really partake in really very not. much. I really don't drink that many. You drink more than I do. Oh, yeah. It comes down to. I could drink one and that'd be more than you. Yeah, well, I'm more of a soda guy. I mean, I like soda too, but some of these are just so delicious. But I got to, obviously, I got to be very careful with them. So, yeah. I try well, to get zero sugar. Not that it really is that big of a difference, I don't think, but. Man. Yeah. It's like zero sugar Coke. Yeah, I'd, I'd stick to diet soda myself. Jim with the bridge. I was just uh, sexually cost by a living God. <laughs> Interesting, just the weird like thing about the way Q works is this is the second to last episode of Q in all of 90s Star Trek. He, there's one more episode where he shows up, but it's not until season seven, which is the last season. And then you you don't see him again until Picard, basically. Season two of Picard, he's like the main storyline for the oh, entire yeah. season of Q. Yeah. That's cool. It's a really good season. I really liked it a lot. I still haven't finished the third season, not because I don't think it's good, because I like I really enjoyed what I did watch, but I got really depressed with the idea of finishing it and being done with it. So I just at some point I'm gonna go back and be like, nope, it's time to actually watch the ending. Time to do this now. Hmm. I get that way sometimes about shows I really like where I'm just like, I don't want to see the ending. I don't like endings. Endings are not good for me. Jealous. Uh, she was a little flattered, you could tell. Just a little bit. You mean, I mean, this is them sort of talking <laughs> about like the whole time when they were on a planet together, so they yeah. still have feelings. Good for them for acknowledging it. Yeah, I like that there was a reference to it. <laughs> His tattoo is bigger. Yeah. And raised, which is nice. Not three, four point two. I'm I'm just gonna point this out. She clearly wouldn't do it, but she could just say, All right, take us home and I will have your child. Yeah. Q, why you gotta be such a cock block? Right. I love the idea that Q, (laughs) Harry, and Tom, of all people, for romantic advice.
I mean, why would that ever occur to anyone? Everyone loves Q. Yeah, like if I had to get romantic advice, it would definitely be Harry that I would start with. Yeah, right. All the women he's been with, there's, and then that one. Yeah, and don't forget the one, and, that's the one. By the way, and it just gets worse. Harry's romantic life is almost as bad as the fact that he never gets a promotion. There's an episode coming up where, where there's a whole alien plot for the entire episode about Harry. It's just magnificent poor harry wang yeah some reason the, the nickname bar rodent never caught on with the fans that's odd i feel like it's a good nickname for Neelix. trust me i've tried several times she will not be bribed Yeah, what are you talking about? Fur lined face. Nothing. I mean, that's true. She, he is those things, at least to Captain Janeway. That's fair. And to most people, I think. Most. I think. Maybe. Don't forget, I show extreme jealousy at a moment's notice. That's true. I feel that and is one of my best qualities. And even though we're not going to talk about it, yeah, I couldn't keep relationship going for not at most nine years. No. So. By the way, this would work on me. If I just had a cute dog show up, fine, I'll have your baby. <laughs> you can keep the dog. No, that's not until you get to Enterprise. Captain Archer has a dog on ship. It's surprising that more Starfleet officers don't have pets. You're allowed to have a pet. Data had a cat. Just for some reason. I think it's just a... Uh, production thing. It's hard to have animals on set. <laughs> yes, well, that's obvious. I don't even think you know what the word sincere means. No shit. In your endo, got him. For billions of years, I mean, man, that is one big dry spell. 
<laughs> Impossible. It's too bad Tinder is not a thing in Star Trek times. Q would clean up. Right. Uh-oh. Yep. Ooh. I mean, yes, that's true. That's, that's the way to a woman's heart right there. Tell I mean, how old she is. And that she might never get home. I wonder if she ever did. I don't think so. That's a, that's something I would probably learn if I finished Star Trek Picard. Because she's like referenced a bunch, so I'm sure she shows up as an admiral. But I, assuming she never really gets married or anything. Ooh. Ooh. Burn. Burn. Four billion years, come on, that's just a hiccup. <laughs> no, you are not making goddamn progress. Here's just a philosophical thought. Did he just make that puppy not exist anymore? Oh, yeah, probably. If you really think about it, yeah. Like, the nice thought is that he just transported a puppy from Earth to Voyager and just sent it back. But he probably just created it and destroyed it. That is far more likely, yeah. That's, that's an upsetting thought, but let's just uh, watch more Star Trek and not think about it. I wonder if that actually checks out, if it only happens once every century in the, in the entire galaxy. I know it's rare, but I don't think it's that rare in the entire galaxy. Man, I hate naggers. I really do. Oh. I said that just to remind myself of the South Park episode, by the way. <laughs> I think he meant the entire ship and not just Janeway and uh, himself, but that's a problem. Right? 
And then the, if you didn't know the title of the episode, you probably wouldn't have seen this house being the next place they ended up. Yeah. Yeah, right. There's a way station and a road. Yep. And people not talking to each other. Yeah. Yankee interlopers. Don't worry, the way, Ed. That nickname Chuckles, that one did stick. Awesome. Yep. I do mind. <clears throat> the future of the continuum itself. I'll show you. Ha, knew it. Q. Please pull up your pants. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, technically, this one isn't even on Janeway. It was Q that got Q yeah. the poison to kill himself. So. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't follow you? Yeah, we're just firing weapons at each other and just uh, blowing up random suns. It's nothing, really. Not wrong. Also, at a time when our um, species also owned people, which might be <laughs> bigger than the whole solving things with violence thing.
I mean, it's a stupid idea, but why the hell? He literally just said our baby will be the Q Jesus. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so sleep yeah. with me because of humanity's morals. Yeah, you're so limited. Oh, by the way, I not to tell you when it's going to happen, but this is the first episode of Star Trek that has a full unedited sex scene. Huh. Yep. Which, once you see it, is going to make you laugh, but it's I'm sure, true. yeah. Oh, God. Is everybody alive? Harry? No. I'm alive. Damn it. I mean, good. Harry, are you okay? Let me check. One, two, and three. Yeah, I'm good. I've got everything. Wait, what were you counting? Um, uh, well, well. <laughs> you want to really get down to this right now? We have other things to worry about, but... Oh, look, you're stuck. <laughs> this is actually a really funny episode for nicknames. The female Q is called by the fandom Susie Q because the actress that plays her first name is Susie. Um, there's a weird, like, this actress, like a lot of Star Trek actresses, has already been on Star Trek twice. She played a Vulcan and a Klingon. And throughout the episode, right there, she was talking about the Vulcans. She also will, or have had already mentioned the Klingons, because, just as a reference to her previous roles, basically. Yeah, it's always upsetting when your partner goes for a younger woman. Yeah. How can you compete with somebody five billion years younger than yourself? This is obviously never like broken down in detail, but that the Q being that old would mean that they had because they like it's been established that they were like humans at one point. It took us about 4 billion years to get to this point in humanity. So that means they probably had to start evolving pretty much as soon as the universe started. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, be still. You got a bullet in your shoulder. So what you're saying is I should not be uh, winged by one of these bullets that has injured you. Obviously.
Hold your fire. Oh no, he's going full John Wick with it. Oh, I hope so. They made him delete his dog. <laughs> Oh, I just killed Jerry. Right through the head, that bullet went. I mean, I probably won't feel it if it happens, so... God damn it, Q. Why'd you have to give me one of these dresses? They're so very... Unpractical for the situation. It's like a Voyager entering the continuum is like that scene in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean when they gotta like flip the ship to go into the underworld or come out of the underworld, whichever one you prefer. <laughs> oh, Balana, your sass is delightful. Careful. If you can't cue yourself away, she will break your nose. Ooh, sick burn. Ha, ha, got him. Yeah, yeah there we go. Playing on females. Don't take my leg, Doc. Don't <laughs> take my leg. Oh, my God. It's moving towards his pelvis. Take it. Take the leg. <laughs> oh, God. I haven't seen that movie in forever. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Well, we should do that for the podcast at some point if we find it. Somewhere. Hell, yeah. That's a good throwback movie that I don't think a lot of people remember. Oh. I fucking love it. Excuse me. <gasps> Where are we? I figured that out because they have the same color uniform as you. Ha! Boom, got him. I knew she was intrigued. Yes, of Piace. 
Ha, got him. Yeah. Sleep with your own kind, Q. How sweet. I mean, that's yeah. That's fair. There's a whole song about it. What nah. what does love have to do with it? No. So we're also finding out not only did he want to mate with her, he was gonna leave the baby with her. Yeah. That's true. It's definitely yeah. not genetic because who does it not come naturally? Yeah. I can't imagine that, like, no human is ever not tempted by what Q is saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would be just a bald-faced lie to be like, no, why would yeah. I want to do that? Because my whole life is exploring. Yeah, we're committed to that. Every one of us, even Ensign Ricky, who's constantly muttering under his breath. Yeah. He's so ready to go home. We're not looking for a quick fix. Yeah. It's not like more of us will die on the journey. Oh, wait. Yeah, boom. Yeah. Yeah, you suck. You suck, Q. I mean, not really. I love you so much. 
And you're also really good in Breaking Bad, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I feel like everyone should call Tom Hellboy. Right? So? Yeah. Got him. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. So either we're going to perfectly get in the continuum or we'll die. Yeah, it sounds like just a bunch of random techno words that the writer wrote, but we'll give it a try. Sounds like a party. By the way, um, Bolani, you might want to write down that formula so you can work on that later. Yeah, right. I feel like she just jump-started you by like at least a couple decades in shield technology. Seriously. I would like to think that that was like a thing that actually happened. You know what I mean? Where they kept working on it. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that does happen in Star Trek. Um, one of the movies, which actually it's cool because it's going to be a real thing. Uh, Scotty goes back in time with the rest of the Enterprise crew and they find this guy who works with uh, uh, blasts like for like tanks and stuff. And he gives him the formula for clear aluminum for see-through aluminum and hmm. when the, when dr mccoy's like you can't just give him the form he's like why how do we know he didn't invent it anyway so yeah star trek does that and actually uh transparent aluminum is a thing like now like they just discovered how to make it so that's a cool star trek thing at some point we might watch that movie just because it's a fun time travel-y really silly but good movie I would say it's pro it was my favorite Star Trek movie when I was a kid because it's so it's like com very comedic throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. We call ourselves the repression brigade. Why do you put the word repression in there? I don't know. He said freedom faction. We had to do the opposite. Yeah, madam. Hugh, you had one job was not to get captured unless like five minutes I was gone.
Well, goodbye, Catherine. Yep. It was all right knowing you. I wonder how Chote is going to be his captain. I'm sure he'll be fine. Maybe. Yep, Brabbit. What? They were like, Captain, Brabbit. Oh, okay. It sounded like one word when you said it, so I was like, wait, what the fuck is that word? Don't worry. Obi-Wan will show up any minute to get them out of here. Yep. Oof. Yeah. Well, that speech didn't work. Oh, Q, you're such a noble person. Right. No, you could pretty much let her go. She's basically yeah, right? an amoeba. Like, she literally means nothing to you guys. Yeah. You could just throw her out of the continuum and she would have no way to get back. Right? Like, it's literally... It's literally like, I don't even know how to, like, killing an ant on the principle that it, like, I don't even know, man. Like, yeah. just walk it's on your somehow, shoe, I guess. Yeah, basically. Oh, God. So... We're not dead yet. Oh, thank God. I thought I was. <laughs> I had never been dead before, so I didn't know what it felt like. <laughs> so right here, because Chakotay and uh, everybody gets to use Q weapons, they're using the most powerful weapons any humanoid in Star Trek has ever used. It may just look like muskets and bullshit, but, but. because they're Q weapons, they're the most powerful yep. weapons in all of Star Trek. Except for maybe a lightsaber, which is coming, everyone. Oh. Don't worry. <laughs> It'd be really funny if they like had access to the Star Wars IP and like they chose to show the Civil War through like the Jedi Civil War or something. <laughs> just for your human mind. This is from a galaxy long ago. I will put a bullet in the back of your head. I mean, what you're showing me as your head, I'm sure it'll hurt either way. The Parents of Peace. He is good with names. 
Kill well, him. he was about to shoot us. Kill him. Kill him good. Say ha! Say ha! I say, I say, she's fine. I say, she's fine. Here comes the sex scene. And done. That looked hot. Yeah. Of course, that that is just them representing it in a way that Janeway can perceive. So God knows what they actually did. Also, yeah, now Janeway seems all, like, jealous because yeah. she didn't get any. actually anything to do. Now nah, I just that one that blew up. Motherfucking everywhere. Okay, now I'd like to go to sleep for like a week. That's not where you sleep. I mean, maybe you do. I would sleep on that couch, but... So I don't know if I agree with him, but um, John Lance, the guy that plays Q, said that he really likes this episode, but if he were doing it, he wouldn't have Q showing up with the baby right here at the end. He just thinks that like Q can be almost anything and it made it a little more limited than it should have been. I think it was his oh. thought. And, yeah. I will say that like we do see the child again, that he's the part of the next, the last episode in season seven, but he's not mentioned again when we get to Picard. So we have no idea actually what happened with Q's child. Oh, past a certain point. Like, we see him again. He's a, basically a teenager by the time we see him in season seven. So. Although that is a cute uh, Starfleet uniform for a baby. Right. And there we go. There's the Hugh in the gray. What did you think? Uh, it was pretty good, actually. I, really, I liked it. Yeah. It's a really good follow-up to that uh, episode, Death Wish. Yeah. It, yeah. That's why I like... Yeah, like, continuity. That's what I want. I know, crazy. That's all I we're, want, man. We're getting there. Like, seriously, I, I know I keep saying that, but... I want stuff like, to, like, make sense and, like, mean something. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. Like the last two seasons of Deep Space Nine are all about the Dominion War. So pretty much everything connects to everything else. And then, yeah, we're getting there with this uh, too. Once we get past the season, they basically get to Borg space and that becomes an overarching bad guy for the rest of the series. Yeah. So it connects everything else. Um, the next episode is actually a pretty good standalone episode. 
Um, it's called macronism. Macronism? I can never pronounce that word correctly. Macrocosm? Macrocosm, that's it. Janeway and Neelix return from an away mission to find Voyager adrift in space and the crew barely alive. They soon find the ship has been overrun by a life form that are rapidly growing in size. It, the life form is actually a virus that has evolved to become part of our like giant world. No. It's a really cool action episode because of that. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. So this Wednesday should be the movie uh, Tall Tale. I have no idea what I'm going to find when I research this movie. But if you grew up in the 90s and remember Disney home videos, it's it's that kind of crazy. So it's worth checking out. Uh, but yeah, I hope everybody has a good week. I did actually get to watch Collision and Dynamite. So I'm getting ready for Chaos Ringside. Next week, though, um, on Collision, they're doing a Elimination Trios cage match with FTR Garcia versus the House of Black. Huh. So that'll be pretty cool. So, yeah. Certainly something. We'll, we'll talk about it once we uh, get to Chaos Ringside. Hope everybody has a good week, and we'll see you soon. Do, sir.